Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. Get it on uh, your Apple Podcast, your Spotify, your OMNY. You know, it's a bunch of places. So anywhere you get your podcast, just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. And if it's not there, let me know. Maybe we can get it on there. It's 310 here in the station in Pittston, 73 degrees and cloudy. Rain moved through early. Actually, it was raining pretty heavy this morning, but it's uh, it's broken up now. A little sun peeked through here and there. Like I said, coming in on 81 South near the airport here was kind of a bumper to bumper for a while for absolutely no reason. Just a Friday, people leaving early, I guess, you know, getting a, f- a fresh start on the road or hurrying to get home. And why not? You guys deserve it. You work hard all week. Why not get out of there and get yourself home, get to the places you want to be at? The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. So how's everybody feeling on this Friday, October 6, 2023? I think the temperature is going to dip down on Sunday here. I'm going to be out in Western PA for a fall festival at my daughter's college uh, out near Pittsburgh. Should be a good time. It's a big festival out there. A lot of great food, a lot of great uh, crafts stands and, uh, you know, the typical fall festival issues. And the fact that the temperature is going to drop, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So what are, you, what are you guys planning to do? What do you want to talk about on this Friday? You know, I like to keep Fridays a little light. Um, you know, had some... Uh, outstanding family news yesterday and i know somebody jake someone's gonna get angry i'm talking about my family but outstanding news yesterday that that finally went public um you know first trimester is just complete and i'm gonna be a grandpa so uh first one for me and uh it's gonna be a baby boy so i'm gonna be a grandpa of a new grandson come the first week in april so I'm truly looking forward to that. It really changes things tremendously. I mean, I knew potentially it was going to happen sooner or later, but when it truly does happen, it's uh, it's uh, something special. So looking forward to truly proud of my son and his his wife, Gavin and Allison, who are who are, and it came at perfect timing. Uh, we talked about here on the air. I talked about on the air a couple months ago that uh, they lost a child, they had a miscarriage, and the due date for that child would have been next month. So, uh, you know, the fact that she is now pregnant again, you know, a lot of concern. And, and you know, my wife and I had two or three miscarriages, I think. Uh, we had two. Um, and they're, they, they're, they take a toll. They definitely take a toll. My, my wife's first one, you know, she was kind of uh, along. She was past the first trimester. Um, and, and they do take a toll. But we lived through it. She was a great resource for the, um, my daughter-in-law, our daughter, when this happened. But, you know, you can, you can give your personal experience you want. you got to work your way through it. And they, they put trust in God. They uh, made sure that they were both medically fine and everything. And, you know, the only advice we can give them is, you know, just don't, don't let it stress you out. Go on with your lives. When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And it was meant to be very soon after. So, uh, you know, everything's fine. First trimester is just completed. And I think the uh, due date is the first week in April, April 9th to be specific. So maybe what's that second week maybe? But that's all I'll pretty much say on that because somebody will get uh, mad. Y'all, Rob's talking about his family again. But it truly gives me a next chapter in my life that I'm truly looking forward to. And uh, couldn't be happier. For, and, and grandson, so the O'Donnell clan lives on. 
So that's always a good step. But, but it's you find, it's interesting because you learn it was a, a boy, and it's like, oh, man, a girl would have been nice too, but there's still time. Hopefully there's plans for a second one, and that's a girl. And if it's a girl, if it's a boy, I don't care. If it's healthy, I'm fine. And if it's not, we'll deal with it. But um, truly blessed and uh, happy to be on that that next stage. It, it truly, you know, there was a point for a while. My kids were out of the house. They're grown you know, I've, I've dealt with with everything I've lived through, anxiety, depression, and everything like that, survivor's guilt. There's a whole, there's a whole lot of it, and it's not easy to deal with at the time. And, you know, you look at things and you say, there's, you know, my, my life really couldn't be better. You know, I have nothing, no stresses in my life, nothing to worry about. It's truly a medical condition that you can't control. And, uh, you know, thankfully, I'm not in that place anymore. You know, this was a couple of years ago where I, I found myself staring out of my bedroom window, looking at my kids playing in the front yard when they were younger, you know, peeking through the blinds saying, well, I, I don't want to go out there. And then I had to force myself, you know, go outside, sit on the porch with a glass of iced tea and, you know, watch them and have fun. And then we'd move, you know, as the sun was setting, move to the backyard and get a fire in our fire pit going. And, and at the end, it was like, you know, why, why wouldn't you want to go out there? And it's truly work. It's, it's work each and every day. Um, but this, uh, you know, there was a point when they were out of the house and everything's, everything's great in my life. It's just, uh, you know, my job was kind of done. And it's truly not. You know, there's plenty more to do. I have two daughters that are, you know, going to get married, hopefully have kids on their, their own, um, you know, have their careers and, and such like that. There's, there's truly milestones that I want to be around for. But it was one of these things, yeah, if I'm not, I'm not. If I am, I am. You know, not that there was any kind of self-harm or anything like that. There was never even a thought of that. But, you know, really just indifferent. You know, I, I had a full life. I was fulfilled with everything that I've done. And I was fine. I was content if anything did happen. And now it's not so much. You know, I'm starting to look forward to my daughters getting married. You know, this grandchild definitely, you know, puts a new chapter in life that uh, they truly looking forward to. And, you know, I bring that on to you because maybe there's some of you that feel the same way out there. You know, there's people who deal with uh, tremendous anxiety, tremendous survivor's guilt themselves. Um, you know, um, depression, it's, it's, it's very real. So that's why I bring those stories up because you're not alone. Uh, everyone's been through it. And, you know, I talk about just like you see on social media, I talk about most of the good things in my life. The, but we all have our struggles. We all have our tribulations. We have to uh, push through it. It's work. You know, I was, uh, I was chatting back and forth with my friend, Navy SEAL Ray Cash Care, who's on social media and everywhere else. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's a motivational speaker. He does these corporate getaways to uh, put them through a SEAL experience to test their fortitude and such like that. And, and he posted something today about relationships. And he goes, you know what? Just like going through buds or becoming a SEAL was hard work, being a great husband, being in a successful relationship is just as hard, just as much work, if not even tougher. Being a good father is just as much work, if not tougher, because there's more at stake. You know, you fail buds, you ring the bell, you're out. You give up, you ring the bell, you're out. And you go on to something else. You, you do another career, you still get the same amount of pay, you still get the same everything, you're just not a Navy SEAL. He goes, but you fail in your relationship, you fail in your marriage, you fail in being a parent, there's a lot more at, at stake. And it resonated. And, you know, I, I talk back to him. I says, man, I hear you, brother. You know, I've been married 28 years. Our, our, our anniversary is two weeks um, from today. We're together 31 years, you know, three successful children. It's work, but 100% worth it. 
So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that. And, you know, spinning in my head, I would love to get him and his wife in here with my wife and have that conversation because I think we need to have more of those conversations, being a parent. being And he's very open. You know, he was in an abusive childhood. Uh, he's very open about speaking about that and made it a point, very protective of his children, of his daughter, you know, very protective of relationships because, um, as he says, he saw firsthand what not to do, what not to be. And sometimes that puts a, a, instills in you more of an impression than, uh, than not seeing that. Not that you know, I'm suggesting people go through that, but if you have to live through that, if you endured through that, it does leave a lasting impression in you is my point there. And I think we need to talk about more things like that. And, and it brings me to this study that I, I saw today, that yelling at kids could cause long-term harm to their psyches, says a new study, a hidden problem. It says experts call for childhood verbal abuse. This is what they're calling it, CVA, childhood verbal abuse, to be formally recognized as a form of emotional abuse. Now, they mix a lot of things in here. Some of it I, I agree with. They, you know, they, they throw in the word child maltreatment, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, and neglect, according to the study. They're lumping all that in with correction, discipline, you, you know, being hard on your kids when they're, they don't do anything wrong, and they labeling it childhood verbal abuse, CVA. And again, it blurs lines here that shouldn't be blurred. And then and you read through in it, it says, you know, the types of adult actions, the author writes, can be as damaging to a child's development as the currently recognized and forensically established subtypes of maltreatment, such as childhood physical and sexual abuse. They're trying to combine discipline your child, yelling at your child with childhood physical and sexual abuse. And, and that's just wrong. I'm sorry. Just, just no such thing. Now, I get when, they, when it goes to extremes. Obviously, we shouldn't be demeaning. Obviously, we shouldn't be verbally abusive. That's, that's give me. I mean, that's common sense. But when you talk in and they add in correction and discipline and such like that, you know, it, it says verbal abuse doesn't necessarily constitute loud yelling and screaming. Um, it can also include other forms of verbal intimidation, hostility, and, and degradation. Verbal abuse can be gener uh, general and normalized within a family context or learning environments, but should never be taken lightly. And this is where the study gets me. This is what they call parents. The adult perpetrators identified in the study review include parents, 76.5%, other adults caregivers in the home, 2.4%, mothers, 8.8%. Why they have mothers separate category than parents is beyond me. Teachers, 7.1%, coaches, 0.6%, police, 0.6%, and multiple people, 3.5%. You know, and then it gets specific types of abuse includes criticism, name-calling, ridiculing, rejecting, scolding, picking on the child, or discipline. How do you lump all those together? Yeah, there are subcategories. Obviously, you know, criticism? No, I don't think so. It's our job to criticize our children's movements. Not in an abusive way, but it's our job. To discipline our kids, that's our primary job. Name-calling, obviously. You know, ridiculing, rejecting, scolding. But when you look at the nuts and bolts of this study, and, and let me see if I can get down to the bottom and find it, who, who, uh, who funded this study, you have that aha moment. 
Here it goes. The systemic review was commissioned by Words Matter, a UK-based charity that advocates for the prevention of childhood verbal abuse through research, awareness, and collaborative with experts to identify solutions. So here's a group, Words Matter, that advocate for the prevention of childhood verbal abuse through research, awareness, and collaborating, but they're including disciplining your child, being critical of your child when they make mistakes correcting your child and they lump that in with degrading your child being verbally abusive to your child and such like that it's just a stretch for me especially you know someone i I take parenting very seriously it's been my primary job in my life and i think the results show that and a a lot of other people do as well but this study is ridiculous And, and the fact that they consider parents perpetrators coaches teachers perpetrators is just abhorrent, in my opinion. So I, I saw the study. I wanted to bring it to your guys' attention out there, the listeners, because it's ridiculous. And that's why I, on my schedule, on my, on my daily talking points, it says uh, yelling at kids could cause long-term harm, says a study commissioned by a group that exists to prove it causes long-term harm. And that's basically all this is. They want to take parenting away from the parents. They, they want to switch that over to government and non-government agencies. And it's, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen on the wire watch. It's not going to happen with my kids. It's not going to happen with my grandkids. And if I'm around, it's not going to happen with my great-grandkids. That is our primary responsibility as parents. And that's why you see this back and forth in, in these school board meetings, and as it should be. You're not going to tell me how to raise my kid. You're not going to tell me what's right and wrong when it comes to my family. It's uh, 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Here with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio on this Friday, October 6, 2023. It's 327, 73 degrees and cloudy outside. Uh, looks like the sun's peaking. It's hazy. Sun's coming out every now and then, but cloudy for the most part. I think the showers are coming through today. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Hear what you have to say on this free-for-all Friday Let's uh, mix it up a little bit. Let's talk to Lorraine from Hazleton with a poem on marriage. Lorraine, how are you? I'm hanging in. How are you? Good. I figured it's hard for me to squeeze in to write a, uh, read a poem here, but I think this sparks your interest, being that it's your anniversary in two weeks, and you might not be here that day. So it's called marriage. Marriage is a special gift given by God from above. It is designed for a man and a woman as a proclamation of their love. Please remember the special vows you both make on your wedding day. Then when life seems too burdensome, at least the memories will lighten your day. Way, I'm sorry. 25 years merit silver. 50 years earn you gold. The most important lesson to remember is that together you both grow old. Marriage is one phase of your life that may bring sorrow as well as pleasure. Just embrace each other and pray for guidance, and the rewards will grow beyond all measure. Very nice, Lorraine. Very nice as usual. And I wanted to tell you just a quick little story about this. Um. Years ago, there was a a woman that was going 
to a wedding, uh, relatives out of town. And she said, Lorraine, will you write a poem about marriage? So she, so I did, and she loved it. So she had it framed with dried flowers around. She presented it to the bride and groom as a gift. Not only that, but when she was on the pulpit, she read it during the Mass. So I was hired for that. There you go. Let's see that. So I'm going to brag now, too. So if anybody has any gripes about my poem. <laughs> <laughs> no gripes. They cheer the day, Lorraine. Well, I appreciate your call. So, Thank you for checking in. You have a good Friday and a great weekend. You too. And that was read with you and your wife in mind. I appreciate that. And I'm sure she will too. She listens. So I'm sure uh, she will. Okay. Thank you, Lorraine. Oh, you're welcome. So long. Bye-bye. Uh, need to mix it up a little time. I like Lorraine's poems. A little something from the heart always. So. And again, you can text in, see what you're feeling. Uh, somebody said, Rob, going on a bus trip to New York Monday, anything I should watch out for this day and age? Well, I asked him where about, and he said around where the Columbus Day Parade is. So up, up Fifth Avenue, um, 50, 54th Street, 57th Street is where it normally starts. Up to 77th Street, you have the Museum of Natural History, the Museum of Art right there on the, the west side of Central Park. Just be aware of your surroundings at all times. Just be... Uh, just know what's around you, know what's going on. It's not the same place it was 10 years ago. It's not the same place it was 20 years ago. You know, there is uh, there is things to worry about. It's not bands of individuals running around robbing people, especially if the, you're there during the day. But just be aware of your surroundings of all time. Be aware of strangers that come up to you. The same things I tell you if you went anywhere else. Um, you know, it's just one of the things when uh, we went down to New Orleans, I, I we lasted a half hour, 45 minutes the most there. It's just, it was too much. I spoke to the police who were on the outskirts of downtown in New Orleans, you know, the, the where where all the action is, where all the bars, the clubs, the restaurant is. And they said, yeah, they don't want us patrolling down there. They don't they don't want that police presence. They think it's, uh, it's uh, not what the new city council, the new administration down there wanted as far as that. But you know what? People like me who go down there and spend money and spend their time in New Orleans absolutely want that. We want to see that. And um, it showed there were homeless all over the place. You couldn't walk 10 steps without someone approaching you with some kind of scam or some kind of thing to get money from you. Um, and it just was not it was just not what I want to do for a good time. It's not what I want to You know, the, we went and ate. The restaurants was phenomenal when you were inside the restaurant. You know, we went to uh, one or two bars to have one drink, listen to some music. But most of them are open to the sidewalk and everything, and you got these individuals walking by, and if you're anywhere near the entrance, they're harassing you. They're saying things. It's just not what I want to do on vacation. So, you know, I was too—I had too much anxiety what was going on. I was pointing out to my wife, okay, you see this person here? Look across the street. They're working with that person there, and they're coordinating. They're doing this. I mean, the pickpockets to everything else. Now, obviously, we didn't see anybody get pickpocketed, but that's what they're there for. I, I we I was part of that task force in New York. We followed them. I know what I'm looking at. And, uh, you know, they walk up and try and distract you while somebody else tries to do something else. And there was just too much of that down there. And in New York's the same thing. You just have to watch your surroundings. You know, if you see anybody selling bootleg merchandise, stay away from that. If you see any of those street card games or stuff like that, you know, stay away from that. Because, again, there, there are players actually distracting you and there are people in the crowds that are working with them that do things like pickpockets, snatch and grabs, do stuff like that. So just be aware of your surroundings. Um, and on a, a, a big level, if uh, 
if you're going with your wife, if there's ladies involved, you know, a purse, you know, a small purse, cross-section purse that, that, that you can get in front of you. Never keep it on your side or towards your back because uh, these are professional criminals. They know how to get into it. They know how to get it real quick. I mean, we've seen people slash someone's pocket, men's pockets, with a razor to take their wallet out and not even know. The person didn't even know it's gone until you, you turn around and tell them, hey, your, your pocket's been cut open. That's how good they are. These criminals, they are professional criminals for a reason. And since we don't put them away for, for the time that they should be put away, they're back out doing it again. It's just a, getting arrested for them is just the cost of doing business. So, you know, don't not go there. If you have plans to go there, you're on a bus trip, you're with crowds, you're with a group, it's always fine. Just keep your eye on things and, and know your awareness. Situational awareness is always good. It's 3.34 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Hey, you're at the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 339 here in the station, 73 degrees. Uh, just to add on what I was talking about, if you're in any city, any big city or anywhere at this point in age, you know, take your take your cash, your credit card, and your driver's license. Put them in your front pocket, even if you have a wallet in your back pocket. Take that stuff out and keep it in your front pocket. It's just uh, good common sense. And if you don't, just at least keep your cash and your credit card in your front pocket. Uh, as far as jewelry, don't wear you know, I tell you, tell your wife, significant other, any women you're with, don't wear flashy jewelry. You're better off not wearing any jewelry. Uh, men, too. If you have a nice watch, don't wear it. You know, any kind of real flashy jewelry out there you don't want to wear. Even myself, when I go to New York City, you know, my wife doesn't wear her rings, her engagement ring, her chain, anything like that. Uh, and I'm armed every time I go to the city. So that's just some advice I could give there. Uh got a message from John from Berwick for Lorraine. Thanks to Lorraine for the poem. Great to hear this. On this, my wife and my 39th anniversary, congratulations, I said, great milestone. 39 years married, John from Berwick. Happy anniversary to both you and your wife. Like I said, congratulations. That's a great milestone. And see, Lorraine, somebody else appreciated your poem. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Mike from Old Forge, originally from New York. Mike. Hey, buddy. I uh, love your show. Love your show. Thank I'm you. a long-time listener to WILK, 15 years. I took off a couple months because I've been hiking in Colorado and Arizona. But I just want to say something real fast about pickpockets. Sure. I, um, I used to work on uh, police a little while, anti-crime. We used to call them jostlers. And um, I've seen Watch the all, and I've seen the regular ones with the umbrellas getting trapped by the uh, elevator doors and all. But the greatest scam i ever seen was this... Mike, you there? Yeah. Your phone cut out. Yeah, I got you now. I'm sorry. Uh, what's my call? I'm up in the country right now. I'm outside of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. So anyway, um, there was um, a couple. They used to work with a little child, and a woman would walk past someone, a, a man in a business suit, and the child would have a little ice cream cone, and he, she would bump the kid into the man, and she would be so apologetic. And she'd be wiping his pants. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll pay for the bill and everything. And in the meantime, the husband was pickpocketing him. Yeah, uh, they are professional yeah, criminals, no good. doubt. They're good. I listen to your show all the time, buddy. I listen. I just don't call because, like I said, I, I hike a lot. But I'm back on the listen all the time, and I always call a lot. I uh, talk a lot. I appreciate so, that, Mike. Okay. Well, you enjoy the outdoors and, out in Johnstown. You enjoy Colorado and anywhere else you're going. You earned it. And I always say I admire you because I know what you did in the past. I and what you that. did takes 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 not just guts, but it takes brains. So you got a brain. All right. Go talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Oh, some people would differ, disagree, I guess, them callers, but we'll deal with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's uh, 
342 here at WILK. Max, I'll get to you when we get back from the break. We'll be back after these messages. Back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 346, 73 degrees and cloudy here on this Friday, October 6, 2023. You can call or text to 570-883-0098. Let's go to uh, Max in Dixon City on crime in Philadelphia. Max, how are you today? Hello. I, uh, I, I find it in- intriguing that, you know, the advice you're giving out for people going into these, you know, cities in America the same advice like 20, 30 years ago or 20 years ago when I was in third world countries, you know, just um, yep. advice <laughs> Pretty on much. what to avoid. So, so basically it's like the people that were in the third world countries are now here in America and we're turning into a third world country. It's the truth. I mean, well, it's, it's two never, different, two different issues there, Max. I mean, they, they, although they are, a portion of them, uh, the crime, the crime problem in, in America is mainly from Americans. Well, yeah, they're empowered now. Those people were, were, were just, you know, they stuck to their, their little uh, kubi hole that they lived in, their dwelling, and they, and they did it in their neighborhoods. But now it's spread out so widespread. They, they're like uh, unchecked. They feel they could just do whatever to every anybody. Well, and, you have these roving bands in Philadelphia, New York, these th- stolen ATVs, stolen dirt bikes, where they're just roving bands of criminals now. Speaking of, now, yeah, I see, like, thousands of them running the streets. Now, recently we saw this one incident where the guy's on a motorcycle, and uh, he sideswipes this girl. And now, all of a sudden, Philadelphia's taking action because it's a white suburbanite kid, a little punk, he deserves to be arrested. What he did was absolutely atrocious. I would have slapped him, okay? But um, he, he basically, you know, destroyed her, her, her uh, back window, vandalized her car, and uh, pulled a, you know, showed her a gun to her face. Well, the, the, absolutely. Uh, that, that woman, now, to, to, to give that a little perspective, though, she, her two kids were in the backseat of that car. He jumped right. through the windshield, which collapsed absolutely. onto them. She got out. He dropped the gun. He picked the gun out. She saw it, and she stood her ground with him. Yeah. He headbutted her. He lifted up his shirt again to show her the gun, and she didn't back down. So, man, no. the, the guts on that girl, when, when Mama Bear came out, because her kids were in the backseat there, there was no yep. nothing, no retreat in her face. And, yes, he should. Be held, he should be held to a tremendous yes. accountability. Now, keep that in your mind about the guts on her, okay? We'll, we'll get to that later. Now, that kid, that guy, that goofball, right? So he's being held now $5 million bail. Come on. $5 million bail. It's a political stunt. They got ra- like roving, raving lunatics with axes, like killing people on the streets, letting them go with a hand slap, and then lock this kid up, okay, because he fits the bill, the white suburbanite that they're going to make an example of so that's that right there is an example of uh what you had in south africa with apartheid okay they're making an example of a person because not the crime but the race and situation okay number two now we flip to new york where we're just talking you you know the people that are visiting this happened in uh, brooklyn there was a 32 year old guy from philadelphia that i actually Converse with many times over social media. The guy was like a cyber bully. He was strict left wing. You ever made a comment? He would post like something about Donald Trump, like a like a pumpkin head. Or you got to wrap it up, Max. Like, I got the Bloomberg coming he would up. He disparage you. Well, anyway, he's with this girlfriend, and he got stabbed to death by this five foot five, one hundred thirty pound punk. Okay, the one hundred thirty pound punk was caught three days ago, crying, and they're and they're saying, oh, he's the sweetest boy, sweetest boy. This guy had about ten inches on him, and and fifty it is. pounds. And, and that guy, sorry, Max, I had to cut you off. We got the Bloomberg. 
You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 354, 73 degrees and cloudy outside. Sorry to cut Max off there. Um, and what he was talking about, that murder in New York where the person was with his girlfriend coming from a wedding. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, not that that matters, but it was 4 o'clock in the morning. Gets stabbed multiple times and dies. Uh, he is the, the person who got stabbed and died, and his death is a tragedy to his loved ones, I'm sure. Uh, was a self-proclaimed COO of Antifa. So obviously stood up as a, And his girlfriend is a known anti-police, Black Lives Matter, uh, ACAB, all cops are bastards, um, proponent. And what's interesting is, first of all, her lack of response to him laying on the ground or being stabbed is is mind-boggling to me. When I first saw the video, it was like, you know, does she even know the guy? I mean, she kind of just stood there and looked down at him on the floor as he bled out. And, uh, okay, trauma and such like that. But she's in so much trauma that she has set up a GoFundMe page so she can, quote, not have to work so she can mourn her boyfriend. That's what the GoFundMe is for. So, yes, and it's interesting to see that the, you know, it's only a matter of time. The New York City detectives are some of the best that do that work. Uh, that they had him in custody, but the ABC News blurs his face out. He's not a minor, but they blur his face out because he was crying, and they didn't want to show that he was upset. Um, you know, the lawyer today said what, what a good kid he is, you know, and was just walking home and got in a heat of the moment type thing. So, uh, so we'll see that. And then you have the murder of Josh Kruger in Philadelphia. And they just, well, they, they actually put a, a warrant out. 19-year-old Robert Edmund Davis uh, entered Josh's home and shot him seven times. And this is a, a journalist down there in Philadelphia area. Now, from Philly Crime Update, they're putting out there that uh, records show that Robert Davis, who is the 19-year-old that's wanted for the murder of this journalist, Josh Kruger, in Philadelphia, was just arrested in August and charged with criminal trespassing and mischief, but the district attorney's office withdrew the charges um, at the preliminary hearing the following month. So this is what happens when you don't let criminals get the punishment they need, or at least get any punishment where they're dropping charges. So, uh, you know, those things that's going around in the world, and something that just crossed my feed as far as the market, and we're going to talk about the jobs report and, and break that down and everything else, uh, which beat expectations. So it's it's good news for jobs, but we're going to break it down a little more to give you a little perspective on where those jobs are coming from. Um, this is uh, from Financial Times. This is incredible. Orange juice prices are rising so fast that they hit their limit up threshold and were halted. So the trading of orange juice was halted because it rose so high. Since, since the 2020 low, the price of orange juice is up a mass of 315%. This year alone, orange juice prices have jumped 105%. Meanwhile, live cattle prices are up 125% since 2020, and olive oil prices are up 130% since last year. What does it mean when food prices outperform hedge funds? Well, it means we're in trouble because we're the ones paying for this stuff. Um, the jump in various food commodity prices is not entirely due to inflation. However, rising food prices certainly are contributing to the ongoing issue. No joke. We all go to the store and buy it. We're all feeling it. So we understand where that's coming from. 
Just looking at some text messages coming in. Let me get to the phones real quick. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on the bipartisan infrastructure. Joe, I got a minute. All right. I passed uh, going on Interstate 80 and taking my life into my hands. I passed the sign saying this project being funded by the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And on top of that, do you know very at the very end of Interstate 80 going towards New Jersey is actually named the Christopher Columbus Highway? I did not know that. Yeah, it, I, I passed it. I saw it with my own eyes. It was, you know, so that's just something a little different than all the doom and gloom that you're having to report to us today. <laughs> well, I'll be going west on 80 tomorrow out to western Pennsylvania to visit my daughter for her school's fall festival. So I'll be on 80 pretty much the whole length of it from uh, where 81 kick, picks up to, uh, to almost Pittsburgh. All right. Well, you have a great time, Rob. You deserve it. Joe, you have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, this infrastructure bill has been something else. You know, we saw what they did just up by me on, on 247 and 107 where they tar and chipped instead of, I mean, they did the under ceiling. They fixed the cracks and such like that. There's still water coming up from the road, even though they did all that and tarred and chipped it. But it looks like they're doing 81 both north and south in a proper manner. But at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous. It's uh, 4 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Friday.